Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading Morning Star from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with number 66, chapter 7, part 4, pages 143 through 145. The Blessed Virgin Mary did not stop practicing the virtue of poverty even after the ascension of Christ. The Son of God entrusted Mary to St. John, who voluntarily renounced his earthly possessions and made a vow of poverty together with the other apostles. He was so perfect and honest in keeping it that he could ascribe to himself St. Peter's words to the beggar who asked for alms, I have no silver and gold. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Among the followers of Christ, there was no shortage of rich men with sufficient means to provide upkeep, like Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, to whom Christ could have entrusted his mother. And yet he chose poor John to share his poverty with Mary, for she neither had had nor desired anything. In this way, Christ fulfilled his mother's wish to keep the virtue of poverty, which her son also practiced and recommended to others. St. John provided Mary's sustenance out of what he received as alms or from the faithful, for he himself owned nothing, neither goods nor a house. Holy Scripture says, and from that hour the disciple took her to his home. That's from John chapter 19, verse 27. It does not say that he took her to his house, for according to St. Augustine, as well as other writers, St. John did not have one. Mary lived in the upper room of the house that belonged to the mother of St. Mark, a relative of Barnabas. Because St. Mark was sometimes called John, an opinion has formed that the house belonged to St. John the Evangelist. It was not his house, because much earlier St. John left all his possessions to follow Christ. The doctors of the Church affirm this, and we can infer the same from the Acts of the Apostles, where we read that Peter, after being released from prison, went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark. That's Acts chapter 12, verse 12. Many faithful were gathered there in prayer for the release of Peter. Therefore, it was the same house where the Last Supper took place and where the disciples and the Mother of God used to gather. The simple sustenance of the Virgin Mary, who was showered with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and did not pay attention to the needs of the body, came entirely from alms and offerings of the faithful. Her whole life was one continuous fast and mortification. As soon as the proclamation of the gospel began after the descent of the Holy Spirit, many new converts sold their properties and laid the money at the feet of the apostles. Sharing all their resources, they used the money to support the poor, as well as widows and orphans. They chose seven deacons from their midst to perform this service, and St. Stephen was one of them. See Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Just like the other widows, Mary also lived on these alms while being under the care of St. John as long as he stayed in Jerusalem. Bede the Venerable thus wrote about the distribution of alms. Each was given according to his needs. It is to be understood also that the disciple, John, was given what matched his needs 
plus a share for the Blessed Virgin Mary as his appointed mother. Even more ought we to believe this, for it is written that from this moment the disciple took her to his house to provide everything that she needed. That's from the uh, reflection on the 19th chapter of John. Undoubtedly, the Blessed Virgin Mary remained on earth after the ascension of Christ to give to the disciples and all the faithful the example of virtues, including the evangelical virtue of poverty. Therefore, as we see the apostles and the first Christians exercising the virtue of poverty, we must remember that the Blessed Virgin Mary was its supreme master and teacher, and that she surpassed everyone in the love of poverty and practiced it far more perfectly than anybody else. Venerable Casimir continues his reflections here on Mary's voluntary poverty, and he says that even after Christ ascended to heaven, Mary continued practicing the virtue. Mary lived with the Apostle John, who also embraced voluntary poverty like the other apostles. They had no earthly treasures, but were storing up treasures in heaven with the acts of mercy that they were performing. Some followers of Christ were quite wealthy, and Jesus could have entrusted his mother to them, but he did not. Rather, he entrusted her to John, who lived a lifestyle like Jesus had. Mary also wanted to continue to embrace voluntary poverty. John shared what he had with her, but the common opinion among the doctors of the church was that he did not own a house himself. It was likely the house where the Last Supper took place. Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. She had no interest in accumulating earthly things. How different that is from the habit of so many people today to have a closet full of clothes and shoes and to show them off to everyone in the world. Mary fasted and mortified herself and set her sights on heaven. They were supported by the alms from other Christians. Mary gave good example to the early Christians. Her example of voluntary poverty encourages us to set our priorities on the things above and to place our trust in God. If you would like to receive a Venerable Servant of God, Kazmir Vyshinsky prayer card, visit shopmercy.org. Now let's pray for his beatification and intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, joy of the saints, make us glad by raising to the honors of the altar your faithful servant, Kazmir, and grant us the zeal to imitate him on our way to holiness. Amen. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant Casimir, you aroused such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy. Deign to grant to us, through his intercession, the grace for which we implore you. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is recommended that this prayer, recited for a particular intention, be complemented by confession and Holy Communion. Please send news about any cure or other graces received from God through the intercession of Father Kazimir Wyszynski, requests for biographies and prayers, as well as any other correspondence to the following address. Vice Postulator of the Marian Causes of Canonization Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception 2. Prospect Hill Road Stockbridge, Massachusetts, 01262 Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.